Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. This is the Believer's Voice of Victory Broadcast. Let's have a word of prayer together this morning. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We lift forth praise and honor and glory to the name of Jesus. We open our hearts. We open our minds for revelation from heaven. Revelation concerning this life of faith and the wonderful things that you've done for us and you've given us and prospered us, and we give you praise and honor for it. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. We're excited again today. All last week, we had such a wonderful time with, with Dr. Jackson, Dr. Avery Jackson III. I don't, boy, that sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> it is good. Dr. Avery Jackson III, Chief Executive Officer and Medical Director of Michigan Neurosurgical Institute in the, the Detroit, Michigan area, and uh, a product of Bishop Keith Butler, Deborah Butler, and that mighty church, praise God, right there in the, in the Detroit area. In fact, that's where I first met Keith years and years ago. I'd heard about him, and, uh, and, and I wanted to see for myself. And we were having a meeting at Cobo Hall there in the, the big arena there in, in uh, Detroit. And, uh, oh, just flashed a lot of things across my mind about that meeting. It was marvelous. Anyway, and so we stayed over Sunday and went to church. I told Gloria, I said, you better watch this young man. <laughs> I mean, he has got fire in his bones and faith in his heart. Praise God, Rama graduate. And Dr. Jackson was literally raised in that church. Yes, sir. And, um, you, you know, it just occurred to me, I, I want to say something before we get uh, in, into uh, the, the beginning and the, the message of this today. You can go ahead and be looking up First Thessalonians 5 if you want to. And don't forget to download the notes, kcm.org slash notes. I, I, it is so important to have every scripture and, and all of the outlines, and you can study them later. You can teach from them, praise God. It's, it's a wonderful thing to do. I, um, you were talking about the fact that God dropped it in your heart to be a brain surgeon when you were in grade school. Yes, sir. I mean, a little boy. I, I want to say this. Um, now, listen to me carefully. If you're a born-again child of God, If you're in, interested at all in living this life of faith, then we, you and I do not have the privilege of just picking anything we want to do in life. Amen. And this is something that, that hasn't been taught and it should be. That you, 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 and particularly, you don't put your children in this pipeline and just shove them through it until after they get out of college. I, I remember uh, a young man that I, I went to Old Roberts University with, and uh, and I was just following God. I fully planned on staying there twelve years, and then the, the one at the close of that. That first semester, I was, I was a bit shocked, Dr. Jackson, that the Lord said, I'm ready for you now. Mm -hmm. 
Now, it wouldn't have been right for me to stay there as badly as I wanted to. Man, I found a home in the will of God, but I was about to get out of the will of God because I liked it in the will of God. Yep. Understood. And uh, you, you pray and you seek God and, and you tell your children, look, we need to know what God has called you to do. And, and we're going to seek God and, and we're going to find out and we're going to walk in it. Amen. Now, here's a young man. And, of course, everybody says, oh, yeah. You know, the seven-year-old wants to be a brain surgeon. Well, he's way over seven today, and he's a brain surgeon. (laughs) Amen. Because the Lord dropped it in his heart. Now, particularly in the African-American community, we saw people raised in church, God-loving, God-praising people. And music is so predominant in that community that the great, uh, the, the great music stars had to leave church to make a living. Yeah. Now that's sad. And it, it, it cost many of them, mm-hmm. even their lives. Mm-hmm. I won't go into all of that. But that's a very, very important thing. You, you, you watch your children and you see where their graces are and you see what they really like. And, uh, my dear friends in heaven today, Lester Sumrall, he was, he said, watch your children and see what they like to do and do it with them. <laughs> Amen. That's it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's it. One of them wants to preach. One of them wants to manufacture boats. I mean, you know, <laughs> what you don't, you don't, it attempt to thwart that. Now, if if they want to be a gangster, you change that. <laughs> I had a young guy, and forgive me for telling stories, but he he. I finally met him. He told me he said I was raised in a criminal family, and he said everybody I knew were criminals. And he said it was the family business. And that, the, and he said, I, of course, I wound up in penitentiary. And, and he said, I wound up with, with uh, a life sentence at 14 years old. But he said, I, I began to hear things about God. And he said, I, I got born again. And then, and then God rearranged my life. And, and, I, and I got out of prison. And he said, the thing that I got saved on was your material and listening to you. So he said, I got your schedule. And, and so I would go a week or two ahead of where you, you would be. And I'd get me a job washing dishes or something in that, in that area just to pay for my food. And he said, and I'd go to the whole meeting. And then when, when you'd leave, I'd quit. And he said, I'd go to wherever your next appointment was. That was my appointment. He kept doing that. He kept doing that. He kept doing that. He kept doing that. And wound up president of a Bible college. Wow. Praise the Lord. Now that, you know, but now that was his passion. See, but what I wanted to point out, he was just flowing the way his parents flowed. Well, our children need to flow the way we flow. And one of the ways to burn them out on the life of faith is to push them in some uh, some direction that that they don't they just don't want to be there. 
Well, love them. Work with them. Amen. Amen. Buy your motorcycle and ride with them. Yes. Come on. Do it. Amen. Go to work. You mentioned, Brother Kofi. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you for having me on the show and the program. It's just been an honor. And uh, you and your family and everyone are just amazing people. Oh, thank you. So, so thank you so much. Thank you, sir. You know, you, you'd mentioned about um, um, about some things that uh, that were kind of near and dear to your heart as related to um, as related to. Uh, uh, to, to the family and and uh, and and things that uh, happened to you and, and and when you were younger and growing up, and and I think that uh, you'd mentioned about the children, and that and children are just an important piece. And I think we separate out what seems to be a secular from from the Lord, and I think where we're missing it is on being led by Him because what looks to be. Uh, Besides the gangsters, but yeah. what looks to be not Christian may not necessarily be that, or what looks to be not God's will may not be the case. Like in my choice, it was, this is what you're going to do. And I didn't have a choice. And I said, okay. Uh, and, and that's going to be important because we're going to get into, over the next couple of days, uh, exercise your faith and exercise your body oh, yes. and, uh, and, and exercise your soul, your mind, will, and emotion. And, and I think that is a central theme in, in, in what we're discussing as it relates to what happens when you start as a child and you work your way up and, and God's got a plan for us all. One of the things that I just wanted to mention is uh, for me, uh, just to give a little bit of background of, of who I am as a neurosurgeon and what that means. Uh, so as a neurosurgeon, I, I started out as, as Brother uh, Copeland mentioned, uh, knowing, learning at the age of eight I was going to be a neurosurgeon. And what that means is I went to medical school Went to University of Chicago undergrad and then medical school at Wayne State University for, for four years. And then from there to uh, Northwestern for general surgery and then Penn State uh, for my uh, surgery, neurosurgery residency, and then a complex spine fellowship at the Medical College of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. And then from there, ended up in, in my current job. And so it was about 15 years of training after high school, you know, and so there's a lot of trials mm-hmm. going through that. And so I think about the kids, and you would mentioned about, you know, pushing them in one direction. Well, they're going to get pretty tired out mm-hmm. at some point along the way if, if it's not God's will or God's best. And they know in their heart because God dropped the, you know, dropped that direction into their heart. And, you know, you think about it now, we have 122 specialties and subspecialties in, in medicine and and to figure out how complex we are and how complex God has made us and how to help people. And God just took one day and he had all the answers like right now, right? But we separate him from from science and from the uh, how we're ex- supposed to exercise our faith and exercise our health and how they're really connected. And and so that's such an important piece is, is I, I think sometimes we dichotomize the two, him and, and the exercise and the science, you know, and... One of the areas is in our mental health, you know, and children, when they start out, you know, they're exposed to certain uh, certain situations, and sometimes it's just perceived trauma. Uh, it may not be real trauma, but then that leads to uh, some emotional instability, and uh, and they, they and then from there into uh, chronic pain and even into depression. And so we've all uh, seen people who've had issues and phobias and, and, and uh, other issues of that nature where we need to work on exercising our, our emotional health and our faith 
in order to combat some of that. And God in his word uh, clearly states that, mm-hmm. you know, that we just we need to work, have have faith in him and then we can overcome some of that. And so, you know, when we look at uh, science and medicine, and that's obviously the area that God dropped me into, you know, we look at how really that's about one third of the equation. The other two thirds of the equation, it's not just the physical. You have the spirit and then you have the soul, which is the mind, will, and emotion. And so when you're over on that physical side, it's, it's an okay place to be. I mean, there's a lot of advancements we've made and we've helped a lot of people in the medical uh, side of things. But without the other two thirds in God's perspective from here versus, you know, being over here and just have the one third perspective, then oftentimes we don't have those answers. And we're pushing, pushing, and we mean well. But, but I think that's when we can kind of get off as opposed to listening. Holy Spirit, what do you have for us? Well, and this is where the, the time spent not only praying but listening mm-hmm. and meditation in the Word. Yep. When God, Joshua was in trouble. Mm-hmm. He'd followed Moses for all of these years. Moses made every decision and he followed it to the letter. And you think about the situation that he was in. Mm. The last time he was over there, there was a lot of giants in that land. Mm. And you think about him thinking, it's on his mind. Man, I gotta go face these guys and, and I haven't been there in a long time. And I, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what's there now. Mm. So what was God's answer? Pray? Well, yeah, but meditate. Meditate my word night and day and then you will observe, you will see into how to prosper and deal wisely. Now that's what we're looking for. So if you spend that time for and with your children, you spend that time, I'm still doing that because I'm still responsible for this. And just the fact that I was blessed and beyond measure and, and allowed to, to serve and, and, and praise God in this kind of ministry. But the, the, the more expanded, the more responsible for it I became. And it, it, it never gets easy. <laughs> but if you do it right, it never gets hard. Mm. Now, I spent some hard times at this because I was not doing that. Yes, sir. And I got, I got my nose bloodied and got, you know, when I, and other things that I, I, that I was doing, I shouldn't be doing and should be doing things I, I was not doing, but I had to go back to the basic fundamentals of it all. Mm-hmm. Now, don't you have to do that in surgery? Yes, sir. And I, when you were speaking, a, an example rose up in me that the Lord gave me. And that is, there's a, a case where I was operating on an aneurysm. So that's where it's a blood vessel in the brain and it, it hemorrhages, it ruptures. And the person comes in and, and she was uh, basically in a coma. So we had to rush her to the operating room, got her prepped, had to take her the skull off after she was anesthetized. And now I'm operating in a space that's about five inches by five inches uh, by about four inches deep, full of blood. And now I've got to fish down 
to get that blood vessel closed and the feeding blood vessels closed to stop that bleeding. I've got about four minutes to do that, okay? Because at the rate and power of that that blood flow, she's going to lose 50% of her blood volume in a short amount of time, and then she's going to die. And so there's a fair amount of stress there, obviously, right? You can't see or you have to go. And you're, you know, if you, if you get out of faith and you get out of listening to the Holy Spirit, you know, the stress level goes through the roof. Mm. And then the blood pressure we mm. talked about the other day goes through the roof. Oh, yeah. And you're really stressed. And so just ask the Lord to help guide my hands. And so we got a suction in there. We put some temporary clips on the, the feeding vessels. And then we're able to clip the, the vessel that was bleeding take those temporary clips off, and then close the skull back, and, and she did fine, ultimately. But, you know, the, you know, the stress that you can kind of feel is, is that, you know, being in God's will and exercising faith and exercising in that, uh, the mind, will, and emotion, in the soul, and in the physical, because when you get stressed out, blood vessels constrict, and your, your, your coordination changes. And so when you're Outside of his will, like in, the, in that case, in that surgery, had I second-guessed myself, had I not listened to the Holy Spirit, I, all those uh, areas would have, been, would have been out of sync and out of order. But having the peace of God, I was able to calmly get in there and take care of what I had to take care of. And then and she, did, she did well. So that's definitely an example that, uh, that, uh, that happened to me. And so, again, with, with God and listening and spending time with Him versus without. Praise God. Are you praying in the Spirit just under your breath? All yes, the whole sir, time? the whole time. From before I get in the operating room. So oh, here we go. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have this, this painting that's uh, by Nate Green, and it's called Be Thou My Vision. And, and there is a surgeon who's got the microscope in the field and the patient's position on their back. And the surgeon's doing brain surgery from the side, and Jesus is standing right there, directing his vision in in surgery. So that's oh, a, yeah, and so that's yeah. one of one of my paintings I have. And I when I walk by that, I've got one at home and in the office. It just you know reminds me of his sure. presence, and uh, and what he's done for us, and how he's made us intricately, and then how he's there for us to guide us. Oh man, you know at all times. So you know what just occurred to me. The ministry into which God called me has had the privilege and the honor of feeding your faith and preparing you to do that. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Thank you. Since I was a little boy. Yeah. You you come to Detroit and uh, we take the bus and, and, and see you whenever we could. Now don't tell me church is not important. <laughs> Yeah, it's a right. local church that preaches and teaches faith and love, and 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 these powerful spiritual principles mm. produce life-saving people like this. Amen. Amen. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing when you've got a a policeman that's called to do that job. Amen. I had. Um, Young man that was a police officer, and almost the same thing came up on this ministry and so forth. And he said it happened to him 
over and over again. And he told me about one situation. He's sitting in the car with his partner, and this call came through. And he was he was sitting there praying in the spirit about it, and and, uh, and the Lord said uh, and told him exactly where the guy was. Wow. And his partner says, we need to go. No, he said, just go over there and turn that and that and that. And that was. <laughs> and his life had been saved because he knew who, he knew where the danger was. Mm. This is life mm. in the faith lane. Yes, sir. Praise God. And all of us working together, we help people and save lives. Yes, sir. Amen. Glory to God. Through mm. this good stuff. Yes, sir. <laughs> go ahead. Doc. Yes, sir. So it. Sometimes when we, we think about the Lord and we think about medicine and science, there's a, a, a difference. Uh, we separate those two. But God created our DNA. He created our, the stem cells, when the, the, the sperm and the egg, mom and dad come together. He was the author of all of the detail in that. So he's mm. the one who is uh, the author of the science. And oftentimes when we think about our health, and exercising, you know, our, our health in these areas and our authority in these areas will tend to separate him from the science that he created. And when you look at it, for instance, God created our DNA. And so that in and of itself is a premeditated love because within that DNA, there is reparative mechanisms. And uh, so stem cells that repair injured tissue, injured brain when we're older broken bones. You know, surgeons, we help, we can cut, we can sew, but we can't heal. That's right. Yeah, that's true. See, he heals, he heals that. And he did that in a premeditated love before we were even formed in our mother's wombs for us. Amen. And and so I think that's an important piece to take home when you're uh, seeking the Lord for your health and you're exercising your faith in in the tripart uh, area and who you are as a spirit person and your mind will and emotion and then in the physical as well is that he's the author and he knows he put it all together he knows all the specifics and in dna and stem cells and so the other piece is you know there's a scripture uh proverbs 17 22 uh, mary heart doth good like yes. a medicine you're right and but with a broken spirit that can dry up your bones well it's kind of interesting so the bones have bone marrow right and what's bone marrow? Stem cells. Bone marrow is stem cells. So what happens is, is that when you're not exercising your faith and in the soul there's depression, what that depression can have an effect on your stem cells and the bone marrow. Praise God. And you can dry the bones up that way, literally. And the book knew what it was and the talking book, about all, all, all the time. Yes, sir. Science <laughs> right in there. And we're out of time. Come on. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.